Microsoft did a survey in 2015, and they discovered that a goldfish has an attention span of 12 seconds, and a human has an attention span of nine. Whether it's a Fortune 500 company or a small mom-and-pop business, social media is just one tool in your marketing kit. But with a number of platforms just exploding, social media has become this amazing power tool. A business now has more ways to deliver its message, drive business, share important news, and create what's called an owned audience. All right, there's no magic wand for what works and what doesn't. But in this podcast, we have some great advice on how you can harness the power of social media to market your business and drive sales. We speak with industry movers and shakers to keep you up to date on everything digital. You can get new episodes every Wednesday and Friday. And by the end of this podcast, you're going to have this great understanding of what social media platforms work best for your business and more importantly, for your audience. We're going to tell you how to craft your message depending upon the social media outlet. You're going to learn so much. We're also going to tell you the secrets of steering internet traffic your way and creating that owned audience. So stay right where you are, because I have to extend a special thank you to our partners in this podcast. They help make it possible. Do you remember MySpace and Tom? All right, we all laugh at it now. But when MySpace.com first set foot on the virtual planet, it was one small step for man and a giant leap for social media. And before long, MySpace was eclipsed by Facebook and soon, well, it went the way of dinosaurs. But in the post-Facebook world, we now have Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Tumblr, YouTube, Snapchat, Pinterest. Oh my gosh, and the list goes on. And if you're overwhelmed as a business owner... Uh, Don't be. Just relax. Remember, you don't have to be on every single social media site. I'm super excited because, well, Mike Huber from Vertical Measures, a huge digital marketing firm, he's here with us on this podcast. And Mike has some incredible insight. He's going to help us decide the best leveraged tools and how to use social media to market our businesses. He's got the inside scoop on messaging how to shape your message for a particular site and find the platform that's most compatible with your users, with your customers, your audience. And also on this podcast is Jeremy Wood of Hootsuite. He's going to tell us about how artificial intelligence is shaping content on business sites and also how to use analytics to better focus the timing of your messaging. I mean, have you ever thought about it? Should you be posting on social media at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday or maybe 10 o'clock at night on a Monday. And before we get to all of that, first, a huge thank you to our partners, because let me tell you, they help make these Commando On Demand podcasts possible. Hey, welcome back. As you know, there are so many different social media platforms, not to mention, are you ready for it? Streaming content websites, gaming apps, all the other apps. Let me tell you, it's getting more and more difficult for companies to get their messages through. Our first guest on this podcast is Mike Huber. He's the Senior Director of Strategy and Education at Vertical Measures. He's going to talk about finding the right social media platform for your company and your audience, using filters to find the users that you want to target, and how to create what he calls an owned audience. Hey, Mike, thanks for being with us. In order for you to generate an audience and to generate a paying customer, a lead, there are so many distractions in our lives. Oh, my gosh, right? It's like 
everywhere you turn, I think I think I have the attention span of a gnat at this point. Well, you know, actually, Microsoft did a survey in 2015, and they discovered that a goldfish has an attention span of 12 seconds, and a human has an attention span of nine. Oh gosh, you're kidding! <laughs> so we are pretty much distracted, and it's it's really hard to break through all the noise out there. So using social media, using a website, using traditional marketing, um, you really have to use a, a bunch of different channels to attract attention. Is there one channel in particular that works better than another? I mean, although it, it really depends upon the product and the audience, doesn't it? Um, it really does. I, I think you have to look at your product or service, identify who your audience is, and then find out where they're consuming content. And then that's where you're going to uh, advertise or you're going to publish content. So uh, Vertical Measures has this book, The Customer Journey, How an Owned Audience Can Transform Your Business. What do you mean by owned audience? Uh, Actually, those are people that you can communicate with directly. And when we talk about an owned audience, we actually look at three different tiers of an audience. So tier number three is actually people that may have come to our website, they've consumed some content, and we've dropped a cookie on them so we can retarget them as they go to other websites. We know they're interested, but it's at a a lower level. That second tier, which is a little bit closer to um, that is actually them using social media channels. And it could be LinkedIn, it could be Facebook, it could be Instagram. The interesting thing is they're, they're following us, they're consuming our content on those different channels, but those social media channels own that audience because they had to sign up right. and give a name and an email address. So tier one for us is us doing that same thing. Uh, we're providing content, and in order to consume that, they have to give us their username or give us their name and a password, so now we can put them in lead nurture workflows based on the content that they downloaded, and we can lead nurture them into making a decision to buy our product or service. Because, see, when you build your audience on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and that's always been my belief, is that you don't really own them, do you? No, you don't. That social media platform owns them. And Google uh, created Google Plus uh, years ago, and that may actually go away. So all the work that you did building an audience there doesn't matter because it's going to go away. Well, I'll tell you what really drives me crazy about Facebook is that anytime you post something, it used to be, I'm talking about years ago, we'd post something mm-hmm. on Facebook. And really, Mike, I mean, we would get like 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 people all of a sudden over at commando.com. Now, yeah. when we put something on Facebook, I'm not kidding you. I look at the number on Google Analytics. It's like eight people, ten people. And then Facebook comes up and says, hey, do you want to boost the post for $3,000? I'm like, <laughs> not really. So I really feel like I got taken advantage of because – and I was never the one in the beginning who said, you know, go join me on Facebook. I Because I always thought, you know what, this is going to backfire someday, Okay. And so that's why when you look at commando.com or the Kim Commando show, even though we have six point whatever million listeners per week, you know, we don't have a huge Facebook footprint because I never really pushed them there. Well, I think what's what happened in the past is companies like yours 
because you created content, you helped build the Facebook audience. And now they're just trying to capitalize on that audience um, and make money um, based on the content that you're posting. So they filter what you post now. And as you mentioned, you reached 30-some thousand people who who came to your website because of your post. Um, Now it's less than 2% of the people out there are going to actually see what you're posting. So is it worth boosting the post? I'll tell you, I tried... And, but I didn't do it for three grand. I was like, okay, I'm going to give you 50 bucks, okay? I, I didn't see anything. I think you can actually use Facebook selectively based on filtering the audience that you're trying to reach, and it can be really cost-effective. And I think what you really have to do is identify your audience uh, very tightly and then use their filtering process to be able to just reach people who look just like them. So then use the targeted advertising means. So I want to find a 45-year-old woman who has two teenagers, who's interested in technology, who's a conservative and listens to national talk radio, and maybe has an income of $80,000 a year. And lives in a particular area and a number of other filters that you can use as well. What are some of the unique filters? Um, Actually, some of the ones that you just mentioned – um, you can filter by age, a bunch of different uh, demographics, education levels. Um, and I think for a lot of people, location is actually really important, especially if they have a brick-and-mortar store. What should businesses use social media for? I mean, how do businesses use it to build their audience and then generate leads? Well, I think you have to take a step back. And what a lot of companies don't do first is create a strategy around their content or digital marketing. And a lot of companies have these huge aspirations, but they have limited resources. Right. So what happens is they're publishing in a number of different social media channels, and they're not doing any of them well. I think what they need to do is identify the ones that are going to be most appropriate that can be supported by their internal resources so when they do publish content, they do a really good job of it. And if you spread your resources too thin, you just end up not doing a good job in any of them. And you look weak in terms of your marketing messages. So focus on one particular social media network instead of, saying using a, a service like Buffer or Hootsuite just to spread your message all over, get more targeted? Well, well I think it, it really depends. And as I mentioned... If you create a strategy up front and you have resources to accommodate, then you can use multiple social media channels. Let's say, for example, you're a veterinarian. You don't really need to be on LinkedIn, but you should be on Facebook and you should be on Instagram. So I think it really dovetails into the product and service uh, that you're selling and choosing the appropriate channels based on your resources. Okay, we all know what an owned audience is, and we all know that, well, goldfish have a longer attention span than we do. How crazy is that? Mike's going to be with us later on the podcast, but coming up next, Jeremy Wood of Hootsuite. Jeremy has some great information on tools that you can use to improve your web content. But first, a special message from one of our partners, because they help bring us Commando On Demand podcasts.
Hey, welcome back. And as we heard from Mike, luring and keeping an owned audience depends on having great content. Jeremy Wood is the vice president of product marketing at Hootsuite. It's a product that I've used for many years. And he says that artificial intelligence is helping companies tailor their content to prospective customers. We're also going to talk about analytics, because what good is putting all the content out there if you don't know what's really working? Because analytics can help you better determine the right day and time to send out your social messaging. Hey there, Jeremy. Welcome. We have a lot of folks who are trying to market their companies on social media, you know, trying to figure out how to get customers, how to become an influencer. Um, is there a specific, uh, you know, is there a magical formula that you guys have kind of figured out that says, you know, if you post on a Saturday night at 7 p.m., you're going to get more engagement than if you post on a Sunday morning at 9 a.m. or anything like that? With social, um, you know, we're, we're needing to use that analytics to better understand sort of, you know, what works and when and better. And so, if, you know, tools like Hootsuite, for instance, have a lot of that intelligence built in where we start, we understand, you know, progressively over time based on time of day, uh, network, um, target audience, all this stuff is sort of, again, sort of just continually evolving and becoming more and more intelligent so that you even have it sort of proactively being volunteered to you. So, uh, for instance, we have a tool called Amplify. It it allows you to do advocacy and post, you know, content really, really easily for the across your business. So you don't have to be a social expert. Um, it gives you an option of not just posting, but saying, you know, can we recommend when you should post that piece of content? Which, which is really good, valuable intel. It really is. And now, now the uh, what about? I mean, I know the answer, but I'd like to hear it from you. Uh, the importance of putting a picture with the post and using hashtags. Yeah, great point. And and so, you know, you know, some of these things evolve so quickly, but you know, where we're we sort of say content is king and then we say sort of imagery is the king of content. Well, you know, now it's like video, right? Is the uber king of content. So so we we've seen this sort of evolve and and without question sort of image visual based content is leading the charge continually right now the video format stories uh, this is without question kind of where not only customers or brands are putting their money but we've seen very publicly that the networks themselves have come out saying this is where they're investing heavily from a technology standpoint so um, you know the stories format now which is incredibly popular um, things like the messaging platforms uh, and, and so on and so on so absolutely right uh, you know, image and video. And the nice thing about that, Kim, is that, you know, where there used to be a very high barrier to entry in terms of, oh, a production studio, how do right. I do video? I'm just an SMB. Um, you know, now it's all about lo-fi, low fidelity. I've got an iPhone. It's going to shoot better <laughs> video than I could ever hope for, right, 10 years ago. So so there's 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 little little to no excuse. And there's tips and tricks out there for everybody uh, to really leverage. So absolutely. So what, what do you think is the biggest mistake that businesses make when they are trying to market themselves on social media? I, you know, I think I think it's it's an age old, right? And and it's it's not taking the time to really understand sort of the the value of of their audience and where and how they interact on those networks. And it, it doesn't take too much digging to really, as you said, sort of better understand. Um, you know, what audience is on Facebook versus Instagram versus Twitter versus LinkedIn? Uh, and let me sort of shape my message just like I would using any other traditional medium. I'm going to speak about my brand a little differently on each one of those networks. And so I think a, a lot of the, the false start that we see of businesses getting in is they just they kind of blitz the same message, so to speak, across all the networks and then kind of sit there and can't figure out why they're not getting <laughs> clicks and engagement. Gosh, he is so smart, isn't he? Jeremy, thanks for that really useful information. 
Okay, so as we heard from Jeremy, creating tempting and informative content is equal measures, art, and science. Once you have a handle on your content, you're golden, right? Well, on the social media journey to marketing success, you now have another task. Yes, raising awareness. Mike is back with tips on raising that awareness, and he's also going to talk to us about how a successful social media campaign can help companies large and small. That's where you want to draw this largest audience that's out there um, because they may not even know they have a problem. But the content that you have in the awareness phase alerts them to the fact that they have a problem, and then they do some more research, get more engagement, and then potentially become a client. So how do you figure out where your customers are in this process so that you can spoon-feed them the information that they want so that they make the decision positive in your favor? Uh, Typically what happens is they self-select the content. And what they might do is they might be on Google or another search engine, and they're typing in a, a keyword search, and they find your content. And in the awareness phase, typically where we'll reach someone is with traditional media um, because they're not even aware that they have a problem. That's, that's so true. So maybe they'll okay. see a billboard. Right. Maybe they'll see or hear a radio commercial. And once we reach them and they learn who we are um, and they land on our website, then our job is to have calls to action and consideration content that helps them engage with us. And we're going to try to solve their problem, answer their questions, and then move them through the journey. So I use with – anytime I talk to an advertising agency with us um, – and whether it's digital, online, offline, radio, TV, whatever it is, is I, I like to use the phrase educate and then we activate. Is that similar to what you're talking about? Um, actually, I think, I think that's, a, that's a really good analogy because the activate is really about engagement. And our job then is to get them to that next step, which is to actually sign up. How long does it take for you to figure this out? I mean, I'm just thinking about our customers and our listeners and viewers and, uh, you know, the products and services that we offer. I mean, we have different people at different parts of this journey. So how do you make sure that you're delivering the right message to the right viewer? I think a lot of that has to do with understanding who your audience is. And in a lot of cases, you can use your own first-party data. So current customers that you have, who are they? What do they look like? Where do they consume content? You know, what different social media channels? Um, And if you start there, and then the next step might be to talk to your marketing team or your sales team and ask them what the typical journey is when someone learns about the product How many touch points does it take before they actually sign up or move to a decision phase where they're actually talking to a salesperson? The Dollar Shave Club. And the Dollar Shave Club actually built their business as a subscription business. So they sold razors and shaving cream. And Unilever bought them for a billion dollars. And they bought them not to just sell razors and shaving cream, But Unilever is a consumer packaged goods company. So what they wanted to do was have access to that database, that owned audience, 
and be able to sell directly to them. So now instead of selling wholesale to retailers, they can sell retail to the end consumer. So that's one example. And on a smaller level, just building um, a business in terms of getting people to sign up and download content. Um, We worked with a company that sells ampler chandeliers and created some downloadable content, which built their audience, which allowed them to then lead nurture. And their business is up over 20%. And when when they started the lead nurture process, they also increased their prices about 25%. So you can do it on a large scale. You can do it on a small scale. The key is to get people to download content or at least to give you their name and email address so you can put them in lead nurture workflows and continue to just give them information, answer their questions along their way to a purchase. You know, I have to tell you, I have learned so much in this podcast. I really did. And if you want to learn more about social media marketing, well, you can visit my website, commando.com, or how about me on social media? Yes, youtube.com slash Kim Commando, twitter.com slash Kim Commando, pinterest.com slash Kim Commando, and of course, facebook.com slash Kim Commando. Yeah, see how it all goes. Special thank you to our guest, Jeremy Wood, Vice President of Marketing at Hootsuite, and Mike Huber, Senior Director of Strategy and Education at Vertical Measures. And another terrific source of information is Mike's book, The Customer Journey, How an Owned Audience Can Transform Your Business. It's absolutely free, and you can find a link for it on my website. Hey, thanks for joining us for this special podcast. I thought it was fabulous. And do us a favor, okay? Do me a favor. Go ahead on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure you hit that big old button that says subscribe. Yes, subscribe. So this way you get our podcast delivered automatically to you. And thanks for joining us. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.